HealthWise. This is Thomas Coyer from the HealthWise Report. And this is Sarah Kane. And we'd like to welcome you to episode 18 of our audio edition. This time, uh, Sarah's probably going to take the lead. Over the last couple of weeks, we've gotten a handful of emails from people saying, You know, Sarah, you are wonderful. You do a great show. Your voice is great. You're, you're with it. You know, you know what's going on. You write well. But that other guy, if you could just shut him up, you know, it would be a great show. So, this is going to be the Sarah show. I'm just going to sort of sit back and let the talent take the lead here. <laughs> Sounds like a great plan. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now, each time we go to to the mall, there's usually a big stand there that says, Le Blue Water. Now, mm-hmm. and then they have these little cups, usually about three or four, these little white cups like you see in a hospital, full of water. And they're trying to measure the conductiv- conductivity of the water. Mm. As See how easily electricity flows. Yeah, exactly. As if this is an indicator of health, and the one that's the least conductive, i.e. the blue, must be the best. Because it's the most pure, right? Exactly. But conductivity comes from the minerals in the water. Mm-hmm. So what the blue is, is just distilled water. But it's just more expensive distilled water than... What you'd buy at your regular retailer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, um, and they have these pamphlets that will tell you all about why it's wonderful. And in it, they have these quotes from wonderful, um, medicine men. Like, the medicine man himself? Surely, you must mean Dr. Wilde. That's exactly who I mean. Dr. How did Andrew you know? Wilde? Yes. Well, when you say the elite medicine man, I mean, who else would you think of? Exactly. I mean, I mean you know, there's Mike Adams, right? But, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and because you have a quote from Dr. Wilde saying something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing here. Um, uh, by the way, when we're talking about Dr. Wilde and his greatness, I do hope you guys are picking up the sarcasm here. Yeah. And it's this wonderful quote from him that says something to the effect of, well, we don't even know that you can absorb minerals through water. I'm sorry, can I just bust in? I, I give you permission I realize to talk. You're the talent, but, yeah. Um, the stupidity of that, you see. When people consume stuff, the end result in the stomach and in the GI tract isn't a fluid, and it isn't a solid. It's somewhere in between. It's all mixed together, which basically means that if you are absorbing minerals, any minerals at all, they're coming from a liquid. There's no way around it. It's not like you can eat dehydrated food without drinking anything. And like survive the, yeah. The body takes things, all the fluids in the body. Every, the the body runs on fluids. I mean, you've got fluids everywhere. The whole GI tract operates on enzymes and fluids and various juices, which we'd be better off not describing. But, um, so to say that you can't absorb minerals from fluids is just the height of absurdity. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to say much about the blue other than the fact that it's just an ultra scam and minerals are good for you they, they really are but yeah. we don't get enough of them in, in modern diets depleted soils and stuff but um mm-hmm. yeah we were talking about that in a recent show you know comparing the different types of water you can consume and that at one time we actually recommended distilled water we figured 
Well, let's, let's, if you're going to drink pure water, get it as pure as you can get it. Yeah. But in actuality, having some minerals in the water help offer pH buffers and so forth. Plus, plus distilled water becomes acidic over time. Yeah. Just, just naturally, just exposure to the air itself is enough to make it acidic. Mm-hmm. There's a reaction with, I believe it's the carbon dioxide, which produces carbonic acid inside the distilled water. Well, th- those minerals prevent that. And that's why they're called pH buffers. Yeah, so spring water is best, but, you know, um, if you can get it, like, put, what we do is we run it through a book. You're not going to go into this too much again. Yeah. But you want water with minerals. You really do. It is. So the, the whole the blue thing is just a total scam. The the fact that, you know, the water doesn't conduct, therefore it's more pure. Well, it reminds me of those old um, ivory soap commercials. Yeah, it's like, so, so pure. Like, so, uh, so, so pure it floats, as yeah, if there was... There's a connection between, you know, buoyancy and purity, and there's not. Uh, and the whole soap thing was a scam, too, a because it was, scam. like, f- filled with air. It yeah, was like well, yeah, well, if you were to, like, cut ivory open and magnify it, it would look like a sponge. Yeah. Because it's full of air bubbles. And those air bubbles are put in intentionally to make it float. And then they can say, well, look, it's floating. It must be pure. And because they're, they're actually selling you, like, half as much soap, they're too, selling because you it's, half like, as so inflated with air. But at least it floats, which, which of course, means it's pure, right, Sarah? Yes. 99.996% pure, right? <laughs> As proven by its floatiness. Yes. It's like the old Sertz commercials. The old Sertz commercials, people who've watched TV, you know, way back, it said, with Retson, you know, they would say something about Sertz being great, and then they would, another voice would come in and say, with Retson. Only Sertz has a great taste plus a glistening drop of Retson. And then they have this, like, splash over it, like this effect, like water going over it, like some, some special ingredient being added. Like the mystery retson. chemical? Yeah, the, the mystery chemical called Redson. Well, Redson doesn't exist. There is no such thing as Redson. They just made it up. It's a word they made up to market with. Like it was their special ingredient. There, there is no Redson inserts. The same thing with ivory and, of course, the same thing with Le Bleu. Yeah. But since we're on malls, they have these other stands there now, and they're all over the place. And they sell the special bands, the wristbands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about getting one of those, Sarah. Yeah, now you, mm-hmm. put, you put these wristbands on, these, these magical wristbands, and they give you vibrance, energy, strength. They just make you better all around. It's like better than going for a workout at the gym, better than eating right. Well, um, now nothing we, wrong with that, Sarah. We got confronted uh, in the mall one of these times by somebody who wanted to sell us one. Mm-hmm. And um, he decided, uh, we decided to go ahead and ask him, well, what's special about them? What is it that they're giving you? Mm-hmm. And he told us, well, it contains minerals. Um, Wait a minute, didn't it, didn't it contain special volcanic rock? Volcanic ash, according to him, which was a mineral. Mm-hmm. Now, what volcanic ash contains is fluoride or fluorine. Well, what else would you want to be carrying on your wrist? Uh, yes, yeah, like he reeled off a, a couple of minerals. It was like he just didn't know. So it was like whatever he could think of. And volcanic mm-hmm. ash happened to be one of them, I think. Mm-hmm. The wristbands are also being sold at like Walmart and major retailers now. It's like Well, it follows the usual pattern, Sarah, that when you see something alternative, health-wise, yeah. sold in one of these major retailers like Walmart, they're being sold to fulfill a particular agenda. For instance, you won't find something that works well. Like, you won't find colloidal silver, real colloidal silver like our friend Ben sells. Yeah. You won't find that in Walmart. You won't find the good stuff in even the health food stores. You'll find the watered-down, you know, barely existent silver in ionic form. Basically, you're buying water. It's like homeopathic version of silver, meaning there's nothing there. What you will find are scams. That's the only thing that you will find in the regular retailers. Because the governmental agencies like the FTC, the FDA, all these that are monitoring, they're okay with the scams being sold. And, you know, if you're new to, you know, our community, this may sound crazy and insane. Why would only the frauds and scams be sold in the retailers? Why would they even be sold at all? Well, the reason is, is they make us look bad. They make people of our community look bad. They make real, legitimate, bona fide alternative medicine that works look bad. Well, you see all these studies, you know, like consumer reports and stuff like this, and they're always measuring the effects of vitamins, and they always come up with, they don't do anything, and you find out, you know, they went and they bought a Quates brand of vitamins from Walmart or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... That are, what was that laboratory that, that certified them? Consumer Labs. Consumer Labs. They have the, 
either Coomer and Sumer Labs. I think it was another certification too. I, um, I can't remember. Well, there's also there's also like a, a pharmacopoeia type um, certification too, where they get like certified by the pharmaceutical industry. But the point is, is the vitamins are completely, absolutely, chemically synthesized from start to finish, and don't generally resemble the vitamins found in nature. Well, they they resemble them to the chemist. to the chemist who's examining them. And the trouble is, is the chemistry is much more limited than they want to admit. They they basically can't reproduce God's work. Well, if they knew like ten percent of what they thought they know, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what they could do. Exactly. Yeah. It reminds me of an an old joke where this dude was supposedly having a conversation with God, the scientist. Mm-hmm. He was bragging, you know, I can do what you can do. I can prove it. I can make a tree. Okay. And so in this fake conversation, God says, okay, you make me a tree. I want to see that. So the first thing the guy does is bend over and grab some dirt, you know, to plant in. And then supposedly God then said, no, you make your own dirt. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. We get asked a lot about supplements, and um, we were careful trying not to recommend particular brands, but generally what you find in the, the health food stores is much, much, much better. better. And if you can get it in food-based forms, that's the way to go. Yeah. Not these completely chemically engineered synthesized versions mm-hmm. that they use to prove that vitamins don't work. Recently it started hitting the news that... Um, Orange juice that's being imported has a fungicide in it. What isn't being reported is that the fungicide has been banned in Australia for causing infertility. It's, been, it's banned here, Sarah. It, well, it just hasn't been approved here. It hasn't been officially banned. Oh, it banned. hasn't been, quote, approved. There it was approved, then banned, because of the, the studies linked to it. They first approved it, then after all the carnage happened, and they're like, oops. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay. Like, they kind of learned that lesson. Uh-huh. Um, Finland and other countries to birth defects. Horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, the FDA blocked the imports from Brazil, by the way, but they're not recalling. They're not so this recall. stuff is on the shelves, mm-hmm. contaminated, and they're not, they're not recalling it. They know that it's there. They know that it's a health problem. But they're not going to pull it? No. Okay. Well, that works out awfully good for the Coca-Cola Corporation and PepsiCo, which is actually oh, the actual companies doing the importing. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Well, well, what the thing is, is people don't realize is the reason why it was reported to the FDA and then the FDA approved the company to keep it on the shelves, There's more, it's more insidious than you realize. What that does is that sets up a situation in which that removes legal liability from the companies importing it. You see, now they can say, well, this was approved by the FDA. They allowed it to be on the shelves. They said, we, "Sure, yeah, we, we, we did. Our, we did our part. We reported we it. Reported it. That's right. The FDA, the FDA said, it said it's fine to sell it, to continue selling it. Mm-hmm. So we did. So they're immune. Mm-hmm. And who are you going to sue? Who are you going to sue? Exactly. People, people think this is all just those that do actually realize what's going on here. They think it's coincidental that it just happened to work out that way. No, this is the standard procedure for tainted foods and tainted drugs." The FDA's job is to cover for the other com- you know, the companies. Unless it's like a supplement company. Unless it's like a supplement company selling a natural medicine. Then that's different. Yeah. Then they're like banned from Walmart and all the other retailers. Mm-hmm. And they get a little niche market in Whole Foods. And they're allowed to do that so long as they don't honestly label on the package what it actually does. You know, once they put an honest label on it, yeah. then they're in trouble. So they put these, these generic little ambiguous labels like, May provide support to the circulatory system. No, no, it doesn't surprise some. It did, oh my gosh, I'm getting worked up. No, it doesn't provide some support to the circulatory system. It prevents freaking heart attacks and can save your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. For for twenty cents, well not twenty cents. For two dollars, you can buy a pill of stuff that will save your life. But you know they're not allowed to say that. Yeah. And they're definitely not allowed to sell it in regular retailers. The supplements in regular retailers are just crap. Yeah. That's not coincidental either. You're not supposed to be able to escape from the establishment. Yeah. Well, this whole thing with, with the FDA that we're talking about reminds me of the recent case that we reported about with the court case where, you know, about the antidepressants. Why are the pharmaceuticals, which makes Effexor, admitted in a court that they tried to put a suicide warning 
on their drugs, on the effects of. But they couldn't. The FDA kept saying, no, you can't put this warning there. You're not allowed to warn people. Yeah. You're not allowed to warn children. Because this specifically affected children, the label did, that they wanted to put. Yeah. See, why pharmaceutical is being sued by this family that says, hey, you know... You killed our child. You you kill somebody, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they came forward and said, well, well, what else could we do? You know, we're selling this. We we tried to put a label. They wouldn't let us label it. They tried three separate times. Mm -hmm. And they were blocked. The FDA said, you are not allowed to discuss this. Yeah. And they had had fairly detailed warnings, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it would have hurt the sales of their other pharmaceutical partners. Yeah. I think in the case, this particular case... Didn't they actually find a homicidality? Yeah, Wyeth Pharmaceuticals was the only one to admit homicidality on on their labels, you know, for the uh-huh. antidepressant drugs. In other words, the patient gets psychotic, starts getting the urge to murder people, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know the pharmaceutical company has done that, but Wyeth has been bought out by Pfizer. So there, there'll be no more attempts now. No. You can be sure that the whole, you know, thing about wanting to put more labels. Yeah, that, that'll gone. be over. It's that may over. be why they've been bought out. That could be it, to shut them up. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really sick. Oh, by the way, for anybody that wants to learn the details, the painful, ugly details of this, and the court case involved, it's it's right on our front page at the moment. And if you need to look it up, this one was written by Kurt Danish, and the title of the article is FDA Blocks Suicide Warnings for Antidepressants. You should be able to find that in our search. Mm-hmm. All right, we've had some requests from pregnant women who essentially say, you know, what do I do, what do I take? Mm-hmm. An imp- important thing that a lot of women are concerned about, and for good reason, is SIDS, that sudden infant death syndrome. Mm-hmm. Now, the child just dies in his sleep for no reason. Yes. No apparent reason. Mm-hmm. It's been shown over and over again that there's a strong link between SIDS and vitamin C mm-hmm. to the point that it essentially is scurvy um, that strikes infants. Mm-hmm. Now, this can be prevented if the mother, who's, you know, well, she actually has, you know, the, the child. Yeah. Can, can I just bust in real quick? I give you there. permission. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's very big of the talent. <laughs> All right. One of the many lies, or I guess it's not really a lie, it's a delusion because they really believe this, but one of the many, many delusions coming from the modern healthcare system is that modern medicine <laughs> wiped out scurvy. The scurvy is essentially eradicated in the industrialized world. You know, that it dates back to the days of pirates, you know, <laughs> sailing the seven seas and coming to America when people would, you know, get scurvy and they found that citrus fruits fixed it. Of course, that's where they got their vitamin C. That's one of our great medical discoveries, supposedly, is vitamin C and how it eradicated scurvy, you know, through improved diets. Well, it's kind of a delusion. We're still not there yet. The fact is that scurvy is still common, very common. You see, heart disease also is a variant of scurvy. Oh, yeah. And they haven't made the connection yet. Um, I don't have time to discuss it all about how, you know, that if you have scurvy, it does the same thing to the arteries. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, little cuts in your it's, arteries. It's the mm-hmm. same, the same symptoms, same effect, same remedies. It, vitamin C is one of the best things you can do to, you know, resist heart disease. Uh, Linus Pauling showed that more than anybody. Yeah, the the evidence there has been proven, and frankly, we don't have the time to to go there right now or the inclination. But it's there if you want to look it up. Mm-hmm. But um, SIDS is another case of scurvy. Yeah. Just it happens at a younger age. Yeah, and it can be, as I said, it can be avoided if the pregnant mother will supplement with vitamin C. Another thing that is um, perhaps less mentioned even in the alternative medicine community is zinc. Mm-hmm. Zinc, when taken during pregnancy, can prevent a massive portion of birth defects. It's crucial for your developing child. Well, that's another thing. It's not just zinc. Most people are deficient in zinc. Yeah. And that's why we have all these fungal skin problems, dandruff, you know, you you name it. Lots (laughs) of different things. And it's a zinc deficiency in many of the cases. And if you have a skin problem, you can apply it topically, right on the, the spot, but you should also take it internally, too. And one thing I want to make clear 
is that if you do supplement internally with zinc, you've got to eat something. You, yeah. you cannot do it on an empty stomach. It will tear you up. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty well known for that. Mm. <laughs> All right, another thing, that this, one, this one is common, it's folic acid. A lot of women still find themselves craving stuff like pickles, which means that you're probably not taking enough, because the reason that you crave pickles is the folic acid that's in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing that you should be supplementing with. Mm-hmm. We have articles on our site about pregnancy, about cutting the umbilical cord too early and things like that, important issues, so you can give that a search on our site. And one more thing is, uh, this may seem a little odd, but do avoid cleaning your cat litter tray out whilst you're pregnant. Yeah. There is bacteria that lives in kitty litter that can cause birth defects. And so if you're married and you're pregnant, that should be the husband's job. Generally, when we have opponents, and when I say we... I don't mean just like me and Sarah or anybody else working with us. When I say we, I mean our whole community. When our detractors really get wound up and try to make us look bad, slam us, call us fools and idiots, which they love to do, one of the first things they like to bring up is fluoride. They like to make fun of the fact that we purport that fluoride is unhealthy, that it's damaging, that it has disastrous effects on the body and affects the mind as well. Especially. Yeah. They make a big joke about it. They make a big joke by the fact that we report that fluoride does not prevent cavities, and it doesn't. Drinking fluoride is next to useless. But they love to harp on this topic. It's like the tinfoil hat type of thing. They think they've got such a strong case that if they bring this topic up that we have nowhere to run with. The simple fact is, is fluoride is really bad, and we've got hard facts to prove it. In fact, the situation with fluoride goes back to Nazi Germany. You see, most people don't know this, but the Nazis were the first to use fluoride on people. When the Nazis captured an area, they would force the people to drink water that was fluoridated. And the reason they did that wasn't for good tooth health. Okay, The Nazis didn't give a flying flip how many cavities their captured people had. The Nazis did it because it pacified the people. It dumbed them down, made it hard for them to think independently. Therefore, it made it easy for the Nazis to hold on to these territories because the people were stupid and had lost their will to fight. Because it does that too. It creates it's pacified. A, it pacifies them, yeah. It creates a state of apathy mm-hmm. in people who take fluoride. Well, to, to look at the effects of fluoride, all you have to do is look toward antidepressants. You know, our detractors like to say fluoride does nothing, does not have any mental effects, doesn't pacify people, doesn't change their emotional state, doesn't dumb them down. This is all ridiculous. It's pseudoscience. Well, let me tell you some science. Fluoride is one of the main ingredients in every antidepressant. Look it up. There are dozens and dozens of antidepressants out there. Why is fluoride the only ingredient in all of them? Why would you have fluoride at all? Is it that depressed people have more tooth decay? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. So there's a lot going on here. It's really insidious. Yeah. It's really well, terrible. And the evidence is staring at us. Yeah, fluoride doesn't just dumb you down. It actually it numbs you down. Mm-hmm. It, exactly what an antidepressant does. Yeah. It numbs the emotions. Exactly. And people think that they're avoiding the, these drugs, you know, by, by just not, not physically taking them, but they're in the tap water. I mean, really. So. Yeah. I mean... You know, if you think about it, since it's the ingredient for all the antidepressants, well, what are you doing when you drink tap water? You're drinking some Prozac. What I'm about to say next is hard to back up. We don't, we can't like pull up facts like the ingredients list of the antidepressants or what the Nazis did or anything else. We, we just know from observation, our own somewhat subjective observations, which we nevertheless believe are accurate. We have lost our creativity. We have lost our ability to be creative and somewhat more or less to, to think independently. And if you don't believe me, look at the cars, the automobiles. Go back to the 80s, for those of you who are old enough to remember. Look at the different various innovative designs, both... The in variation? The, yeah, the variations in both the body designs and in the engines. 
There are kids now that don't even know what a turbo is. Never heard of a turbo. Except for maybe they watch Knight Rider and they think, you know, it's something on kit. Yeah. Because we've gone backwards. If you look at the cars coming out now, especially the really recent ones, they look like crap. They look like cars from the 40s and 50s. We're going backwards as opposed to forward. And it's not just a matter of, you know, fashions come and go. It, we're going, we're losing our creativity. People are having to steal ideas from the past. Go to the theater. We looked like last week, they were playing Beauty and the Beast in 3D. <laughs> yeah. Now, what does that say about the current level of creativity? That's sad, isn't it? They're having to rehash everything over and over and over. You know, it's why every movie has like 10 sequels now. You know, you. Because they mean, can't come up with, with brand new ideas. They can't. Mm-hmm. There are no new ideas. The, 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 new, the new ideas for new movies, more or less, are stolen from older ideas or literature. Now, that's always going on a little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. That's all we have now. Again, we, we can't back this up with hard facts, but if you know what to look for, you'll see it. And let me tell you when it began happening. It began happening in the late 1980s, the time when the first SSRI antidepressants came out. And I guarantee you, if you look back, look at the records, you'll find that water fluoridation jumped around that time, too. I know people out there listening are thinking, okay, where's it going with this? And it's like, where do you go with this? I mean, it's like if you really think about it, think it out, it'll almost leave you speechless. It's very depressing. It is very depressing. Ironically, you know. Yes. We're all on antidepressants one way or another, whether we like it or not. And we're nowhere nearly as smart as the previous generation. Oh, no. It was uh, Russell Blaylock that said that you're getting uh, much fewer people of high IQ and many more people of low IQ. And he came up with various explanations for that, but part of it is there's also the fluoride. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, Blaylock was more interested in excitotoxin. That was his forte. Mm -hmm. You know, aspartame, MSG, you know, all this junk they're putting in the foods. And he's right. They they are a big part of it, too. Yeah, sure. Uh, On that note, it was uh, Time magazine that released this article. And they were, like, in shock at the results of a study. Mm -hmm. The study was showing that people... Oh, by the way, they're a partner with Dr. Andrew Weil, Time magazine. Uh, You know they're the elite when it comes to health. Of course, yes. And this was that the Healthland area. Anyway, they had this article and it was called, and it was talking about how people with a higher IQ are more likely to use illegal drugs. Shock. And the mm-hmm. same people are less likely to use pharmaceutical drugs. They're more likely to have a good diet. They're more likely to have a good lifestyle. Could you repeat that again? Just the summary there? Yeah, sure. They're more likely to have a good lifestyle. Who's likely to have? P- people who take, people who have a higher IQ are more likely to have a more active lifestyle, to eat a good diet, and to take less pharmaceutical drugs. But they're more likely to use illegal drugs if they have high intelligence. Yes. Okay. Well, tell me about their findings there. They were kind of confused because this was exactly the opposite of, I think, what they were wanting to prove. It's not what the results they were shopping for? No, but they said, well, these people must be just more open to new experiences. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, these people with higher IQs are actually just less likely to be conformist, to conform to societal norms, to listen to what the big propaganda machine is saying. That, that's really Less fluoride. Exactly. They've had less fluoride, and we see the results. Yeah. They're willing to question authority. They're willing to look at the, the, the research themselves. Actually, they're, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're I able know. to. They're able to, yes. Yeah. You are so right. Some people out there think that the illegal drugs are the really bad drugs, and that's why they're illegal. That's not what really happened. We've actually done the research, and you'll find that for virtually every illegal drugs, all the narcotics out there that are so sinister and scary, well, before they became sinister, scary, illegal drugs, they were legal drugs sold at pharmacies. Yeah. In fact, you can still get a prescription filled for cocaine. Yeah, well, look at heroin, right? Heroin was Bayer's biggest selling drug of all time. Well, and guess what it was sold for is what's great. Well, well, tell them, Sarah. It was sold to, to cure opium addictions. Mm-hmm. You see, heroin was marketed, prescribed, and sold 
cure addictions. That's after they tried to sell morphine okay. just to fix the addictions. Yeah. You see, it's like once you start doing the research, if you don't see something funny and fishy, um, you're well, you've had too much fluoride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all the drugs, well, except for, actually, actually it was. It was marijuana was even used officially nationwide mm -hmm. as a drug. You can look it up in the ancient pharmacopias from like the turn of the century. Oh, it's everywhere. It's, yeah, you could get a prescription from your doctor and you didn't have to live in California. <laughs> yeah. No. No, all the drugs were. Every last one of them was prescribed yeah. by doctors. You see, it wasn't that the drugs were so bad that they became illegal. I mean, if, if they were just so bad, they simply would have stopped prescribing them. Okay, like they do with certain other drugs that are really bad. No, that wasn't the issue. The issue was they lost control. Once the pharmaceutical industry loses all control of a drug and it starts competing with what they're selling, suddenly it becomes, quote, dangerous, unquote. But, but it's not that it's so dangerous to us. It's dangerous to the bottom line. It's competition that they cannot control through their cartel because people know how to make it at home now. Yeah. If that happened just once, we could be called crazy conspiracy nuts. But it happened in every case. Yeah, all of them. And if it happened in every case, that's not coincidental, and that doesn't make us crazy. We do have, in fact, a real conspiracy. Yeah. And they happen, obviously. Please check us out and read our reports at the HealthWise Report website. You can find us on the internet at healthwise.org. Take special note that WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We spell it W-Y-Z-E to emphasize wisdom. We are a not-for-profit organization, although we are not registered as a not-for-profit, non-profit, or any other classification with any governmental agency. Nevertheless, we are a non-profit organization, so we're always needing donors to help us to continue our work, whether it be the equipment for these radio shows, our website and network infrastructure, various fees for our movie productions, and of course, the occasional video game to help us maintain our sanity through it all. If you are someone who cannot donate, or who does not wish to, you can also support us by visiting our online store. That can also be found at healthwise.org, and again, WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We have to be careful about what claims we make about our products, including claims that can be verified, because we know of at least one governmental agency that would like to shut us down. We can tell you that in our opinion, our colloidal copper lotion has qualities that cannot be found in any other lotion sold, anywhere else. So, if you have joint or skin problems of any kind, we recommend that you check out our lotion. The HealthWise Report staff also offers hosting, networking, and technical support for anyone who wants to have their own website or assistance with internet technologies. Our technical skills place us among the best of the best. Thanks for listening to this. We'll get back to the show now. We have been receiving these occasional emails and posts on the forum by people who are asking us about, quote, living foods. Living ones. Yes, as opposed to the dead foods. These are produce, okay? But they're talking about how cooking food kills it, and thus kills all its nutrients, everything dies, and that makes it bad. And they're asking us if we're essentially, if we agree, if we believe that as soon as you cook something, it is dead and ruined and useless. There is some benefit to eating foods in their, quote, raw, unquote, form, literally uncooked. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people do that, especially in our movement. They like to eat raw foods. They do help. Like, for instance, if you have a severe case of diabetes, if you ever want to get out of that and cure yourself, you're probably going to need to live on a raw diet for a while. If it were us, we wouldn't do that. We would juice instead. Juicing's just easier, more convenient than trying to eat this big bowl of produce with no flavoring on it. Okay, uncooked. Either way, um, you're getting it raw, and that's what a lot of people recommend that other people do. You don't need to eat raw foods. There's no real benefit to most people. Okay, for most people, most of the time, if they're eating healthy foods, particularly if they're eating organic foods, they're going to get plenty of nutrients. They don't need the enzymes. You see, they, they say it destroys special enzymes in the foods that mm -hmm. help you digest it and so forth. You don't need those enzymes. You don't need the extra nutrients that would be burned off 
Okay, because most of them are still retained. And by the way, that's especially true if you steam it instead of cook it. But you know, that's another story. But there's enough there. I mean, if you're of reasonable health, there is absolutely no reason why you need to eat your food raw. And there are drawbacks to eating the food raw. Oh yeah, I mean, there are reasons that we cook that we cook foods. I mean, there are some things that you want to die. I mean, there's bacteria that you want to die, there's parasites, mm-hmm. even in produce, and these things exist. And that's especially true for organic. I, I don't want to creep people out, but if you're getting organic produce, there's a high chance that there will be some manure residue. Okay? You need to wash it, and for any of that bacteria left over, it, it's really a good idea to cook it in some way or do something. Even if you're eating a salad, you're, you're helping a little bit, in most cases, by just putting dressing on it. Because the dressings are made primarily of vinegar and oil. Mm-hmm. Well, what does vinegar do? It kills bacteria. Yeah, natural it's a, preservative. It's an all-natural preservative. So you're, you know, in the case of a salad, you're sort of purifying it a little bit with the dressing in most cases. Yeah. Oh, um, we never recommend eating raw meats, by the way. Oh, no. When we talk about raw, we're only ever talking about produce. We are never, ever talking about meats. It's incredible that Mercola actually went there, isn't it? Dr. McCall actually went there for a while. Yes. Well, very few of them do it for a, a long period. Usually, they learn, don't they? I, I think they do. They learn their lesson. Because after they t- they make that hospital trip and spend the two weeks in the hospital, after that they, they've they lost the desire to eat raw meat. Yeah, I wish some of them would just come forward and say, this is what happened. You know, right. I, I was stupid. Yeah, I had to have, like, emergency surgery for my GI tract and yeah. take all these pills to try to kill the parasites and so forth. They're yeah. idiots. Yeah. If your if your meat is still bleeding, there's a problem. Yes. <laughs> it's not dead enough. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, officially, the health-wise recommendation is to cook all meat medium to well done, somewhere in there. Yeah. Never rare. Never raw. Oh, most certainly never raw. <laughs> Above all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed that people actually do that. I, am I mean, too. seriously. I, I can't honestly Can you imagine, imagine eating a raw, bloody piece of meat? No. Or even just a partially, slightly cooked piece of meat that's bleeding. This is on a slightly different topic, but baby carrots are kind of cute and um, very convenient in the produce section, these small carrots, but they're all sprayed with chlorine. Wait a minute, aren't they organic, Sarah? No, organic ones are also sprayed. Now, I actually had to call, this was a couple of years ago, I ended up calling an organic company, unfortunately I don't remember what company it was, verifying, do you actually spray these carrots with chlorine? And they had no problem saying yes. Yeah, of course we do. It makes it healthy. I mean, that makes them organic after all, right? They've got chlorine on them. Give them a chlorine bath. You know, these are plants that are designed to suck up water. In fact, carrots themselves are actually roots. You know, carrots are roots. That means if you spray them with something, it's going to suck it up. It's going to go deep in there. It's not like you can rinse it off. Every baby carrot, pre-peeled little carrot chunks, they're all soaked. Every last one of them. Yeah. We we checked around. We couldn't find one that wasn't. Even the, quote, organic, unquote, ones. So they may be convenient, but really just buy the big organic carrots. Yeah. Yeah. And peel them yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that we are probably, at least in the past, have been one of the most censored sites on the Internet. Right now it's not so bad, but it used to be really bad. I don't know how it got better, what happened. But it's been particularly problematic for our email. And I remember at one time that all the big providers, well, not all of them, but quite a few of the big providers were blocking our email. We literally couldn't send any email to anybody. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't have been so bad if it weren't for the fact that we had never sent a spam, ever. Mm-hmm. Nor had we even sent abusive emails, nothing. In our communications, we've been very well behaved. More or less. I mean, there were a couple of cases where they truly deserved it and <laughs> gave it to them. But, you know, well, we decided to check out how some of these email providers worked, what their policies were. And a lot of them, I would say most of the ones that were blocking us, as if we were bad people, had what were known as feedback loops. So we decided to check out, well, 
what's a feedback loop because they didn't bother to mention that and now we know why they didn't bother to mention it mm -hmm. a feedback loop takes a complaint about spam let's say one of their customers sent you a spam email okay you get the spam you complain to them well they decide to provide the spammer with a quote feedback loop unquote what that is they tell on you you're complaining about one of their customers spamming you and instead of disciplining that spammer they actually take your message and send it to him they send it to the spammer to the spammer and and notify the spammer hey this person complained about you as if hey don't you want to take your revenge now <laughs> seriously they they send it to the spammer and the spammer is supposed to take you off his list you know cuz you know they're good honest people right they're ethical instead of just verifying that's actually a real address that complained about you is what you're actually doing yeah you're you're giving them a verified good address from someone who is a complainer well what that tells them is is they have somebody that they don't like a smug who actually had the nerve to complain about them so they're just going to sell your address to all their other spammer friends and then the explosion occurs you know the flood of spam will commence yeah. after that the, these internet providers are like well we're doing the right thing we're notifying them that you're not pleased about the spam with our feedback loop system it's incredible. It is freaking incredible. If you have an ISP, an internet provider, especially if they're a big company, you need to check if they have a feedback loop system. If they do, there's probably no point in complaining about spam. And I'm going to just flat out recommend you, you change providers. Find somebody that does not have one of these feedback loops that don't rat out people for reporting spam. You know, the people who report the spam are the good guys. They should be protected. Yeah. Not, you know, sold out. Trying to fix some of the problems with the Internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just find it flat out incredible. I think that recently we looked over some endometriosis stuff and you found some interesting results. I'm going to just pass this over to you and get you going here because, well, uh, you know more on this topic and you're female and, of course, you're the talent. Naturally. So run with it, Sarah. Thanks. We've had a lot of people who've said that they have endometriosis and it's a big problem in the United States. There are some things that you can do about it. Inside of pads that's sanitary napkins and tampons, you have dioxins. They're essentially chlorine byproducts that make endometriosis worse. You can get some that don't, have, don't contain dioxins at health food stores or online. That's an option for you. And buying them there will essentially reduce your outbreaks, I guess you could call them. There's also a link between the amount of exercise that you do and the severity of your of your outbreaks. If you exercise hopefully once per day in the week before you know your expected period, you'll find that those will be much less painful. There's also one other thing, and that's a castor oil pack. Well, yes, yeah, Sarah, of course. A castor oil dermal pack would help a lot with endometriosis but it's not just endometriosis that it's good for castor oil dermal packs are also good for organs that have inflammation whether it be the ovaries or what have you anything that's deep inside you let me just explain to people what I'm talking about a castor oil dermal pack is basically a way to apply castor oil to the skin but cause it to deeply penetrate into the body and when it penetrates deeply into the body it tends to move around in your abdominal cavity providing a lot of relief to inflammation any kind of severe injury or inflammation the castor oil will will help basically yeah and that's the case with endometriosis you've got a severe case of inflammation oh yeah oh yeah well what you do this is the procedure you get a rag of some kind you know cloth cotton rag and you soak it in castor oil, you well, soak it or cover it. At least you, you've got to saturate it with it. And then you squeeze some of the excess off just a little bit so that it's full of castor oil, but it's not just like dripping off. It's damp. But it's yeah. like damp, but it's an oil, so it's not really wet, you know. Okay. But fold it into, well, it depends on how big area you're trying to cover, but you can fold it halfway or put it on full, whatever, depending on the area you're covering. And then you put a piece of plastic over that, and then you simply put a hot water bottle on top of that. You have the person lay down on their back, apply that on the abdominal area, wherever you're trying to 
treat and then the person just lays there for 30 minutes with the hot water bottle as hot as the person can stand. You don't want burns now. But, uh, yeah, it should just feel really, really warm. should feel very warm. In a period of 30 minutes like that with the heat on top of the rag with the castor oil that's on your bare skin, you would be surprised at how much soaks into the body. Yeah. You'll be surprised. Most people will be surprised at the difference. And if you have endometriosis, don't wait until the pain kicks in. As soon as you start feeling some cramps, like when you expect it the night before, mm-hmm. do it then. You know, do it then so that the next day you wake up feeling okay. You're not in agony. Yeah. If you wait till it kicks in, it's not going to work as well. You're able to sit to lay as still or anything like that. So yeah, you have problems all around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also forgot to mention something on the endometriosis point. Now, this isn't something that. I would normally recommend, or that we would normally recommend. In fact, we've talked junk about it before, about the production process, but gelatin is something that actually does seem to help with endometriosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so stock up on gummy bears, huh? Medicinally, yeah. right? You've got, a, you've got an excuse. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and it would be wrong to not mention this. And it does appear to be the one common ingredient between all the endometriosis drugs... So They all either contain gelatin or in gelatin capsules. Exactly. So it could well be that, that the greatest thing that you're buying with these expensive endometriosis drugs is, is jello. The capsules. Yeah. It's not the stuff that's in the capsules, it's, it's the capsules. It's often the capsules themselves. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's actually in the ingredients too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, that is an option. It, and in a lot of cases I'm sure that would be a good thing to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you've got a bad case or even a moderate case, you're probably going to need to do the castor oil pack. I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're crazy if you don't, because I know how some of these women roll around on the floor convulsing in pain. I mean, you know, it's everything but please kill me now, you know? Yeah, it is it's a truly terrible condition. Well, I want to add something else. A lot of the people that follow us are going to wonder, why the heck are we talking about symptoms treatment? Isn't this like blasphemy? I mean, we we try to present people with actual cures, how to fix it. Yeah. Well, the problem is that in the case of endometriosis, there is no cure, either with poison medicine or our stuff. There's no way to cure it. The only cure to endometriosis that people know of is carrying a baby and delivering that baby. Yeah. And it sounds crazy, but... We've been doing the research, and we know for a fact. The, heck, the doctors know for a fact. You can ask them. The surest way to cure endometriosis is to have a child. Yeah. It's usually gone after that permanently. It it only happens to women. Well, it tends to happen only to women who have never had a child. I know there may be some exceptions there. Some other way to injure the, you know, the what mm-hmm. is it, the uterus? Yeah. There may be some other way to injure it to cause it. And it may happen to women who have had children. There may be these rare cases, but in the vast, vast overwhelming majority of the cases, it only happens to women who have never born a child. Yeah, and, and, it, goes, it, and it goes away when you actually do give birth. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of women issues, female health, there's something else that I wanted to bring up. Okay, well, you run with it, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh-huh. There's a twisted trend in medicine that we've noticed that dates back to when all doctors were men. Mm-hmm. Well, shouldn't they be? All men, Sarah. Yeah, anyway. Um, a lot of women will notice that when going to a doctor for something, they generally jump at the chance for pap smears or the invasive exams. Like... Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, but you're right. They're like, let's get on that. (laughs) It's like asking for, for instance, the pill doesn't indicate that a woman has cancer or any other condition, but yet they jump at this this opportunity. Now, let's say... To go pap smear. Yeah. Now, let's say a guy walks in, and he wants to get some sort of birth control. They they, have that for men now. I mean, the stuff they can shoot up the skin and stuff. They've even got pills that will do the same thing. Yeah. Um... Now, if they're a guy like, walks in, they're not like, well, let's we need to... Let's molest you. Example. I mean, you, you want to take birth con- male birth control 
Well, obviously you need to be molested to make sure that you don't have testicular cancer, right? Exactly. Now, what what's really kind of weird about this is that nobody even questions it. It's like if if you went like, to anybody else and they wanted to do something like that. Why why do, why do the women need to be molested? But they're just like, here you go, guy, right? Yeah, it's like the doctors are just seen as such high priests in in this society that nobody even thinks twice. This, this is a little twisted, a little warped. That there's no real reason for this other than, um, this dates back to when doctors were all men as part of like some big good old boy club. Yes. It's like in the case of priests people actually complain about it. In the case of doctors they're just so highly worshipped yeah, now. It's like it's like they're priests above the priests, aren't they? They're the super high priests the doctors are. Yeah. And you, you can't even complain about molestation in the case of I know questions what they doctors. do, how perverted they are or, It is you know. why? Why do you need that for appeal? Yeah. How's that pertinent in any way? That's oh, incredible. It is. Um, and I just wanted to throw that in so people can, can can kind of think about it. And the more you think about it, the, the more disturbing it is. That you, that well, not not just what they do, but also the fact that nobody questions, the fact that nobody, nobody asks. Yeah, nobody does. It's like, that's why the industry is the way it is. Because nobody's but questioning? Nobody ever questions the doctors. I mean, the doctors are like gods. Yeah. Not to be questioned, to be obeyed, you know, to be compliant to. And doctors love that word, compliance, you know. They, they do. They love that word. <laughs> And, you know, they wouldn't be killing so many people if people would actually question them and be willing to look, you know, realistically at the cause-effect relationships. Like, when they go to the doctor and they get their pills for whatever disease they have, yeah. are they cured? Are they ever cured? Ever? Do they cure anything at all? Or does the disease always get worse over time? Can you name me a disease that doesn't get worse over time when treated with standard treatments? No. They don't, uh, There's not they one. don't aim to. Yeah. It makes the... Di- well, it would be bad for business if they cured it. Yeah. It's like got to get worse. And, you know, as long as people keep looking at doctors as gods who can do no wrong, the current thing, the current system is not going to change. It's, it's like the whole emperor has no clothes thing. If just one person will stand up and say, look, this dude is naked, when everybody else is scared to... Mm-hmm. You know, because he's the king. You know, that's all it takes for somebody to stand up. That's what we're trying to do. And jokes aside, part of me wants to be immature to snicker and giggle on this whole topic. But the thing about the pap smear and birth control, you know, it, it's sickening. It really is sickening. And and it does seem that they'll use any excuse, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. To, to give a female exam, an invasive female exam. Yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up was that a lot of people work to whiten their teeth and there's a lot of methods they go through to try to achieve that result. Some people go to their dentist to, you know, be bleached and capped or whatever they think they need to do to make their teeth look better. Other people go to their retailers and buy these strips, these whitening strips and other products at the retailers to see if that will whiten their teeth. Meanwhile, they're using Crest or AIM or whatever else they're picking up at the retailer to brush their teeth regularly with, and it's these products that are the reason why their teeth look so bad in the first place. You see, that's another great quality of fluoride. In addition to messing up your internal organs, shutting down your thyroid, causing hypothyroidism, causing mental numbness, causing dumbness, and on top of that, not preventing cavities, but on top of all of that, if you know that weren't enough, it causes tooth enamel problems and darkening of the tooth enamel. So if you're wondering why your teeth are black and brown and you're brushing them ever more often trying to whiten them, well, the problem is your brushing. It's fluorosis. Yeah, yeah. It damages the bones, it damages the teeth, but in the case of the teeth, it causes cosmetic problems too. Mm-hmm. If you want your teeth whiter, the first thing you should do is find a decent toothpaste. And you won't find that at Walmart or CVS or your local grocery store. You'll find them at the health food store. What's the kind we use? Is uh, it Tom's? No. No, we, st- we Oh, that's right because of the sodium lauryl sulfate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you should generally avoid ones that, that have fluoride and that have sodium lauryl or lauryl sulfate. And, and Tom's has a lot of the sodium lauryl sulfate. 
Yeah. Um, and it's like bleaching with Tide detergent, isn't it? Yeah. I remember our specifically actually has a. Uh, it's like main ingredient is a calcium and phosphorus mix, mm-hmm. which actually helps not only to brighten the teeth, but can also help to slightly re- remineralize the teeth. Uh-huh. Which means if you have the start of a cavity, it'll actually repair itself if you use the right toothpaste. Yeah. Okay. And it won't have fluoride in it that makes cavities actually more likely. And and you guys aren't going to believe that, a lot of you out there. You're going to be like, what? We looked it up. We looked up the, the areas that are fluoridated versus the ones that are non-fluoridated. Well, guess what? The areas of the country that are not fluoridated, they have less cavities. Proof is in the facts. Yeah. But um, if you really need to bleach your teeth, don't buy these retail products that are chock full of horrible chemicals. Chemicals I don't even want to talk about. They give me the chills. Um, don't go to your dentist and pay ridiculous amounts of money to get those same chemicals put on by a professional who will charge you, you know, 30 times more. If you if you want if you really need your teeth whiter, simply use hydrogen peroxide. Just rinse your mouth with hydrogen peroxide every day, mm-hmm. and it will begin the bleaching process. Especially if you're using a decent toothpaste. Yeah, it's not fighting you. And it's really hard to find a decent toothpaste. We uh, normally don't mention product brands. We're not plugging products. But we're going to make an exception here because it is so hard to find a good toothpaste. It's really hard. What was our brand? Nature's Gate. Nature's Gate. That's what we tend to use ourselves. And it's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I'll change the subject radically here, Sarah. Right. Um, I'm going to switch to the topic of the... The Boy Scouts, from what I've seen, is more the Gay Scouts now. They've changed quite a bit over the years. And everybody knows about the big court cases that happened where gay people were trying to become scouts or scout leaders. And the public was, of course, vehemently against it. Well, from what we've seen of the Scouts, I'm wondering personally if a lot of what we saw was just smoke and mirrors, a plot of reverse psychology or something. We have a young man in the family who we tried to sign up with the Scouts. And over a period of weeks, what we saw was somewhat shocking to us. His den leader in the Cub Scouts was a woman. And one of their favorite activities was cake decorating. It's but like it, it defies the whole purpose of what the Scouts were supposed to be. Male role models doing male things. Exactly, and it was also supposed to, you know, prepare, you know, mm-hmm. y- you know these, these young men for to be able to take care of themselves, essentially. Well, I mean, they do need to be able to decorate cakes, don't you think, Sarah? Uh, I mean, In the future? Yeah. Yeah. We have yet to hear or see anything about tying knots. I mean, I thought that was like the cornerstone. If you couldn't tie a knot, you weren't a Scout. You, know, mm-hmm. you couldn't put up a tent. You couldn't go camping. You couldn't do survival stuff. I mean, none of that. I mean, they go camping, but it's it's kind of a joke. It's not exactly living off the land. Well, they go camping so they can like collect these pretty rocks and shine them yeah, and use them gone for art. From, yeah, no longer is there rock climbing. There's rock polishing. <laughs> well, do they really need to learn polishing rocks? Is that a survival skill? Is it, isn't that something that, like, the former scouts from the past would just be deeply ashamed of? Okay. Perhaps they are. Yeah. Perhaps they are. It's really incredible. I didn't see any any good male role models the whole time I was there, and about half of them were women. When I was in the scouts, way back, back in the day, they taught us about being a leader, how to take charge of situations, how to be self-sustaining, how to live off the land, how to take care of yourself, you know, things which are a threat to the New World Order, basically. But they taught these things, and they taught Christian values and American values. And to this day, you know, most of the scout troops are still linked up with churches. That's a tradition. But, I mean, the churches themselves are, are corrupt. You know, instead of teaching lessons of morality... They're teaching support the troops. Oh, yeah. Because, after all, that's what the government wants them to say. 
And if they don't say what the government wants them to say, then they'll lose their 501c3 charitable status. And we'll start having to pay taxes. They'll lose bukus of money. And money's what's important. Money's what's important to the modern church, which means that it can barely be called a church at all. There's a good reason why the Bible refers to the church in the old days as the Whore of Babylon. The Whore of Babylon that got drunk off the prophets, of the blood of the prophets and the saints. Yeah. I think it's a pretty accurate description of the church. Oh, is it ever? Yeah. The scouts no longer teach American ideals. They no longer teach Christian ideals. Now what they teach is conformity. And of course, they're following the lead of the churches with the support our troops thing. One thing that we were disturbed about was one of their big activities they were supposed to do was to go to the cemetery and commemorate the vets. To pay homage to the people who were killing other people because they were told to. Innocent people in many cases. Mm-hmm. Because they were ordered to. They weren't there to pay homage to great American patriots from the past, not to our forefathers. And by the way, when I was a scout, it was the forefathers of this country that were respected. People who would be outraged at what's going on now. Outraged at what's going on with our military. But yeah. Well, they're all about teaching these kids to to obey. I mean, that's like one of the, their main lessons now. I mean, Obedience and conformity. Yeah. You're not supposed to be self-sufficient or self-reliant. It's just the opposite of what the scouts were intended intended for. Mm. In fact, it goes so far as it's chopping off their masculinity altogether. That These boys are just supposed to sit around decorating cake. Stop doing that. And, and you know, holding hands and, and painting and coloring, you know, maybe making a dress or two, sewing a dress, you know. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. But where, where I got really upset, you know, was the, you know, not the bad politics, the political correctness, the anti-Christian stuff. That was building up to the boiling point. The point at which I exploded, or, or felt like exploding, was when I realized that the organization's primary function has become to make money. It's not just to feminize the boys and teach them un-American values, but it's also to make money at their expense, even at the risk of their own lives. Most of you Americans will be familiar with Sonic restaurants, I think. I think they're nationwide in the U.S. But a Sonic restaurant is a restaurant that is like an old-fashioned drive through from the 50s, where people will bring you your food to your car if you so desire. Mm-hmm. Well, for the Scouts, Sonic is a money-making opportunity, at least the locals. I'm not kidding about this. They had the little Cub Scouts, and I'm talking kids, you know, as young as five and six, acting as waiters for Sonic. That means, like, running around in the parking lot with the cars coming in? Exactly. Running around like a bunch of crazy monkeys. And, you know, little boys, you put a group together, you know, they're going to go wild. Okay, so you got these little monkey boys out there running wild to cars, to cars that are pulling in and out of the parking lot. Yeah, and of course there's no warning. There's no like big neon sign above like warning scouts walking around the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Be careful. No, ch- no children alert. No nothing. You know they just threw them out there, and the goal was, of course, was to make money for the scouts by, you know, letting the scouts run around in a busy parking lot. That begs the question: Where does the money go? Well, we don't know. Okay. Because apparently we have to pay a fee, we have to pay for uniforms, we have to pay for the camping trips, we have to pay for everything. So, where does all this money go? Where does it go, Sarah? I don't know. I mean, there's the money making at the Sonic, and then there's the selling the wonderful popcorn. Yeah, and and they managed to make popcorn unhealthy, too. With the junk they put on, this artificial butter and stuff they put on it. You know, what are they teaching these kids? You know, popcorn is so nutritionally deficient that the founders of this country, like, many of them starved to death, you know, mm-hmm. eating popcorn. They started popcorn for the winter. They didn't realize that corn was essentially nutri- nutritionally deficient. It's mostly sugar. Yeah. And they died eating popcorn. Well, not, no, they died eating corn. You know, so they're, they're selling this depleted food with chemicals on it because it's what they can sell for the highest profit but lowest cost. Yeah. Okay? And then, you know, they sell their other junk too and then they go to these camps that of course they have to pay for too because where else are they going to learn to polish rocks, Sarah? Oh yeah, and then they're teaching these, these kids great lessons like whoever 
makes the most money will get this badge. Now, I'm not making this up. Yeah. They actually had this. It's like, yeah, it's like the greed badge, right? Yeah. Only the kids aren't really making anything. They just get a trinket. Yeah. For making the most money. So, Important moral lessons. Like so, that. there are no moral lessons anymore in the Scouts. You know, it's it's basically lip service, making money, and and using these kids while basically corrupting whatever values they had. That that's the modern Boy Scouts. It's, it's despicable. Such a and shame. you know, any of you people out there, are pro Scouts or whatever, take your kid if you've got a son and watch carefully. Within two weeks. You'll see everything we're describing here. We saw it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's really troubling. Another thing that's really disturbing, it falls into their pro-government conformity, anti-Christian, anti-American stances. The Scouts has actually become a recruitment arm for various branches of Homeland Security. It would seem to me is that the Scouts and some of the people from the New World Order are working together. It, essentially, the Scouts are infiltrated. And they're everywhere. Like, take the new video game, for instance. You know, again, marketing to the kids for the powers that be, the evil powers that be. The new video game, Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six is a video game that is intended to train American kids to turn their guns on other Americans. And the enemies are actually called, quote, patriots. Yeah, unquote. and they have it using... Um, you know, people who believe in the Bill of Rights and stuff like that. They're using different uh, protesters and stuff that have actually like happened in the last year or two, like the Occupy protesters, stuff mm-hmm. like this, yeah, where you go in and you potentially shoot those, yeah, those people down. Yeah, they are the down. enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's the new lessons that kids are being taught. Alright, well, I guess we should finish up about now. Bye for now, everyone. Oh, and Thomas, uh, it's okay if you say goodbye, too. Thank you, Sarah. It's always good to get permission to speak. Goodbye, everyone. Toodaloo.